If you look up the definition of freedom, you will see the power or right to speak or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Another major definition you may know if you apply this a little bit more politically is the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. Maybe an image of a bald eagle or some other American stereotype comes to mind. For some people, what they hear is an excuse for gluttony, unbridled hedonism, comfort for comfort's sake, a way to forego responsibility and go wherever the wind may take them. I myself am like a professional job quitter. This is your sign to quit your job. I've just quit my full-time job and I've got no plan, no money. We live in a world where laziness disguises itself as freedom. I gotta be honest, I hate working out. Everyone's always like, oh, you'll feel so much better after you do it. I don't. I feel more tired. I feel sweaty. I feel hungrier. I don't get the hype. We often find ourselves trapped in a cycle of disempowering choices. The allure of comfort and ease lulls us into this false sense of liberation. Beneath the surface, a different truth emerges. Laziness, far from granting us freedom, becomes a form of self-imposed slavery. It weakens our body, it clouds our minds, and it perpetuates a feedback loop of disempowerment. In this video, I don't seek to shame people, but instead show people that true freedom is finding your cross and carrying it. That improving the form and function of your body is freedom. In five steps, we are going to uncover the shackles of laziness that we have been convinced is a good thing and explore how making conscious choices empowers us to break free, flourish, and embrace a life of vitality. First, I will show you the illusion of freedom and laziness. Second, the comfort trap. Third, the promise of tomorrow. Four, why this is so hard, which is just a doozy by the way. And finally, a complicated caveat to tie this all up. This week's Amazon gift card giveaway will be chosen by random as usual. Put a comment down for what area you need the most discipline in. My name is Andrew with Pride, as usual. Uh, this is episode 56, everybody. Let's get into it. What is the first thing you do after work? Besides your commute, of course. 21% of people answered smoke and watch Netflix or smoke and play games. And I'm not going to guilt folks for doing, you know, whatever it is that helps them wind down, but instead ask, do you personally know the answer to that question a year from now, five years from now? Is it one of those options or something similar? The real idea behind freedom is mastery of ourselves. When I say addiction here, I mean it in the sense of behaviors we don't change that are harming us. Some people in the addiction space refer to addicts as people who have lost the freedom to abstain, which is ironic because those same people would almost surely reference autonomy as a thing that's very important to them, maybe even the reason for doing what they do. But where is the autonomy in a vice? Modern times may have made some of these things more socially acceptable, vapes, TV, social media. But despite that, the truth is, everything you say yes to is you saying no to something else. Let me explain. Most of my audience is people between 20 and 30. Statistically, that means right now your goals are look hot, make money, 
or prepare to start a family. The goal aside, what this means is that anything that you are saying yes to that is not these goals is you saying no to them. So where does this call to laziness come from? Ultimately, it's our brain that is habituated to what we've always done, our hormones or our gut, but it is us who's in control, right? I once heard a bodybuilder say, I can tell you what I'm eating three months from now and what time I'm going to bed. I've personally tried to adopt that into my own life, but would you call this person a slave to their routine? Or is this just someone who has the willpower to keep one? No one has ever been on their deathbed and said, man, I'm glad I smoked and watched Netflix every day after work, or thank God I always gave into those cravings. Because where did these things really get them? An early grave? full of regret of all the time that they lost. And I already hear you, Andrew, my job is hard. You and every other person will say this. And the fact remains that if that is your reality, then you must face that and take actions to change it. Or in many cases, stop taking certain actions. Dwight D. Eisenhower defeated the Nazis, wrote memoirs, and led the U.S. as president for eight long years a hard job would be an understatement, and any normal person would look at his four-pack-a-day habit over 38 years and laugh at the idea of him quitting. They might even permit it. Oh, he deserves it. Until, that is, he gave himself an executive order to quit. Then he spoke to an aide and said, the only way to stop is to stop. And he never smoked again. That executive order was nothing more than a verbal agreement, but for himself, it was him exerting control over his actions. Here's perspective for you. A pack of cigarettes takes two hours to smoke. A cigarette supposedly takes 11 minutes from your life. Every day, he was saying yes to roughly eight hours of smoking and no to who knows what else. How much time are you losing in your 20s, 30s, 40s? Because like him, you were once, or maybe you still are, a slave to something. Most of our life is spent seeking comfort. We shield ourselves from all the things that we dislike. Our bubble from the unpleasant hopefully grows every single year. Cities try to remove homeless people. We seek work from home jobs. We would probably work from our beds if we could and likely did during the pandemic. The whole point of our success is to grow that bubble. More money means more security, a better home, DoorDash the moment we become hungry, any movie or game in a second. These things are all good in moderation. But in excess, we become spoiled. The gym is the antithesis of this. You will feel pain. The more, the better in some cases. You will struggle sometimes under crushing weight. You will be convinced that strangers are staring at you and judging you. You will sweat. You will ruin your nice new gym clothes. You will build calluses all over your hands, and you still must choose all of that over comfort. Go to the fucking gym. Go to the fucking gym. Go to the fucking gym. The most important thing you can do with your day is wake up with your alarm that you set and do it the next day and the next day and know that this will likely never get easier, but you have to anyway. Marcus Aurelius, the most powerful man in the world during his time, the literal emperor of Rome, even struggled with this. In meditations, he wrote, at dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, 
I have to go to work. As a human being, what do I have to complain of if I'm going to do what I was born for, the things I was brought into this world to do? Or is this what I was created for? To huddle under blankets and stay warm. We complain the moment our eyes crack and suddenly every goal we have set becomes subservient to just nine more minutes of sleep or 15 or 30. And with those minutes, what have you just put into motion? On threads, which is basically just Twitter, one of my first posts was this. The thing that will actually get people the physique they want is the one thing they resist doing the most. They never wake up on time. So they never cook breakfast. So they eat processed food. So their energy is low. So they buy a second coffee. All from one decision. Why did Marcus Aurelius wake up on time? Think about the times in your life where you did. What was it? A purpose? In fact, there's a very controversial book about this called The Blackmail Diet, which I personally love. And if you do it right... Either of those will absolutely get you out of bed. It's my money and I need it now! I gotta be honest with you guys. While writing this, I'd get distracted by the idea of my phone. I keep my phone away from me while I work on content because it does have a strong pull on me. I I know this. For some reason, anything that comes to mind that involves my phone, I think I gotta do it now. It's almost never important, but the, the pull is the same. It needs to happen now. The opposite, of course, is the most common phrase in all of fitness. I'll do it tomorrow. How bold of us to think tomorrow is guaranteed, that we won't be just as overwhelmed as we are today. How easily will we be swayed that today was a hard day too? The word tomorrow will sound like a siren's song when we feel overwhelmed. Anything that can be done tomorrow can be done today. Your meal prep, do it now. Gym, go now. Grocery shopping, waking up, do it now. You are fooling yourself. Do you have any idea how easy it is to talk yourself out of something you don't want to do? The expediency bias is something that happens when we really don't need much deliberation and just need to make a decision. Basically, think of it like something that would usually take a person a 5 out of 10 effort to convince us of. Our brain can get us to do that with like barely a 2 out of 10 effort, if even that. No one is even close to as convincing as we are when we don't want to do something. Instead of hearing yourself out, pretend you don't have the time tomorrow. Do it now. With all that said, surely the question on your mind is, was it always this hard? The answer is complicated. As we've already covered, getting out of bed is hard for everyone. From Marcus Aurelius to David Goggins, the decision luckily just comes down to a one-second choice, albeit a hard one, but what about the aspects of our life that take up more space, so to speak? Throughout history, there have been instances where barriers were placed on our path to optimal health. Sometimes even the very institutions meant to protect us have encountered conflicts of interest or imposed obstacles. I covered this in detail in episode 52 regarding the FDA and the definition of healthy, which you should 100% check out, by the way. But to summarize some of it, let's consider the influence of the processed food industry. 
our reliance upon low-quality nutrition to make up for our lack of time because we are overworked and underslept. These bad foods create a negative feedback loop, so it just gets worse and worse with each day and harder and harder to break that cycle. And when the cycle goes on long enough, it gives rise to chronic disease and, you guessed it, it gets even harder. Likewise, certain governmental policies or incentives have not always aligned with the goal of fostering a healthier society. At times, economic interests or conflicting agendas may have impeded our path to well-being, and the reality is an unhealthy citizen who can still get through their day with some processed food, some coffee, and some pharma-grade meds is worth more than one who is going to the gym and who rarely needs to see a doctor. Unfortunately, we often don't notice that we have reached a point of reliance upon the government until it's too late. Maybe even right now, you're hearing this and thinking, oh, I'm healthier than most people, and that's great if that's true. But if you want to stay that way, I have a quote from the author Giuseppe Tomasi di Lampedusa. If things are going to stay the same, then things are going to have to change. If you'd like your health and quality of life, you need to start making changes now if you hope to maintain that. Anytime the body is not improving, it is breaking down. If you do not maintain your health, you will become sick. If you aren't trying to get stronger, you are becoming weaker. If you don't use it, you lose it. Or as David Goggins said, we're either getting better or we're getting worse. Discipline at its extreme has a dark shadow. The people who work so hard, they never have time for their family using good things as a distraction. I knew a friend in high school who got grounded from doing math because she would do it at home for fun instead of her other schoolwork or her chores. The one I think might be the easiest to miss, though, is people who are so rigid, they break when their routine is challenged. Something I'm often guilty of. When our time is regimented to an extreme, we can convince ourselves we are doing it for them in the cliche of a dad who travels for work 200 days out of the year when all his kids really want is for dad to be home. If you haven't heard that phrase, it's the golden handcuffs where you have so many bills, you have to work all the time. So you have to keep the job where you never see your family or your friends. Most folks will have an aspect about the things they dislike that they absolutely love. I really enjoy researching but I hate doing social media distribution. I will oftentimes have hundreds of pages of research and notes on five different topics before I sit down to record. Once I've recorded, I know I'm only one more step away from uploading everything though. And to anyone looking, me researching is working, but it is not the piece that is most pressing at that time. Like I said at the very beginning, the goal here is to be free, not to be a slave, including to our calendar. When we think of football players, we may think of these strong, muscle-bound balls of tissue. Tom Brady, however, attributes his one-of-a-kind success on the football field to being limber, flexible, being able to adjust and make pivots when needed, both physically and mentally. Muhammad Ali had a trainer comment on how tall he always stood during his fights. An oak stands tall too, he said. But you have to bend and sway or be knocked down. Discipline is important, but make sure that it does not become its own vice. This is a virtue, but so is moderation. Well, guys, I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. Let me know in the comments what area of life you're working on the most when it comes to developing your discipline. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And of course, as usual, my name's Andrew with Pride. See y'all in two weeks for the next one. Hint, hint, it is about lab-grown meat. I wanted that out this week, but... There's so much, you guys. This is going to be crazy. Anyway, see you later. 
I don't normally do motivation style stuff, guys, but if you do like it, I have a playlist on YouTube where I've collected all of my mindset and motivation content, which you can find here if you're on YouTube or in the show notes anywhere else. Alrighty, guys. See you next time. (laughs) 